and we head across to Cardiff in a moment to talk about the situation. If you haven't caught up with it during the week, Welsh rugby players threatening to strike from their game against England, uh, a dispute over pay, dispute over contracts. To explain it all for us in a moment or two is Simon Thomas, uh, who's uh, been a Welsh rugby writer for more than 30 years. He'll join us in a second. But here's what Warren Gatlin had to say when he was asked if he would support his players striking uh, during the week. Um, no, no. I mean, I, I, I completely support the, the stance that they're taking in terms of uh, wanting to get um, some resolution about the, the issues that they have, um, but I think there's a lot more involved in terms of, you know, a lot more things at stake in terms of, um, you know, ensuring that that fixture does take place. And so, um, but you know, that's like I've said, I'm supportive of, of the players and the things that they're trying to trying to do um, and my role is just to prepare the team for, for next week and if that game goes ahead next week is the big question Simon Thomas uh, joins us he's been a Welsh rugby writer for as I say uh, more than 30 years Wales Online number of other publications and he joins us now Simon thanks so much for your time on News Talk ZB Yes, well, uh, great to speak to you from the Arms Park, where in a week's time we might be watching Wales play England. And <laughs> might being the operative word, this is a fascinating <laughs> scenario uh, unfolding in Welsh rugby at the moment. If you could just uh, explain to us what the players are wanting and what's being offered and where, the, I guess, the stalemate has sort of come from, if you could. Yeah, certainly. Well, and this is something that's been brewing behind the scenes for you know three or four months now. I mean, essentially, what it comes down to is there's been on nego- ongoing negotiations between the Welsh Rugby Union and the four professional sides: Cardiff, the Ospreys, the Scarlets, and the Dragons, um, about a financial package, a financial settlement, much for next season, for the next six years. It's been something that's been talked about for a long time. The whole funding model here, and it's dragged on, it's dragged on, it's dragged on, and. With no settlement, no firm agreement having been put in place, it means that the regions haven't been able to offer contracts, new contracts to out-of-contract players. Now, normally that's something that would be resolved and settled sort of in November or December time. Well, now we're now into mid-February, and you've still got a situation where those players, not just players for staff as well, who are out-of-contracts, they still haven't been able to be offered firm written contracts and they're just facing mass uncertainty. And, you know, it's it's never nice when you don't know whether you've got a job coming up in four months' time. So there's huge uncertainty and huge, huge it's a stressful situation for people as well when they don't know what the future situation is going to be. And that's the background, really. Um, and there is also against that the fact that it's pretty well documented that the, the playing budgets of the four Welsh regions are going to be significantly reduced next season due to the economic challenges and the financial situation, which means that inevitably when you have to make cuts um, one thing that gets affected there is staff costs so there's going to be reduced contracts as well but the big thing the players feel is that we're so far down the line and they still haven't got firm offers in place they still don't know whether they employment in a few months time and it's against that background they've kind of said enough is enough and it's come to a head regarding potential industrial strike action ahead of the Wales England game. I guess with these players that you know they may be getting offers from abroad, English clubs or elsewhere, and then weighing up whether they want to uproot their lives and, and move to to England or um, stay in Wales. And with all that uncertainty, they, they probably don't know where they're going to be in sort of six months' time, or playing for, or playing at all. That that must be a deeply unsettling situation. 
And the other aspect, of course, of that, Elliot, is that we have a, a, a 60 cap rule in Wales essentially means mm. that unless you already have 60 caps, if you go outside to Wales to play for a, a team in another country, be it England, France, Japan, whatever, you can no longer represent Wales. Now, I've always been a supporter of that policy in the sense that, you know, I can see the benefits of having more of your star names in Wales, both in terms of preparation for international rugby and for the regions. But I've always felt, you know, if you're going to have that in place, you have to be able to reward that loyalty financially. Now, next season is going to be a lot more difficult to do that. And it, it does seem quite unfair when players essentially are being told that their, you know, their earning opportunities in Wales are going to be significantly reduced. But then if you go abroad to an you know, a better income, you won't be able to play for Wales. So the, whether the 60 cap rule continues is one of the main points of contention for the players. I think their view would be, well, look, if, if our wages are going to be cut here in Wales, it doesn't seem fair to say, well, oh, if, if you take a better off elsewhere, you can't play for Wales anymore. So that's really at the core of it. And I think there is an expectation, certainly, that there is going to be quite a significant exodus of players, leading players um, from Wales, over the border to England and maybe to Japan and to France. Um, so, yeah, it's a very tumultuous, um, unsettled, difficult time, and it's a week before Wales play England. Warren Gatlin's cut an interesting figure because he fronted media with Alan Wynne-Jones the other day um, and said he wouldn't support strike action but does support what the players are looking for. Is he having sort of, um, you know, sitting on the fence a wee bit here, Warren Gatlin? What's been the reaction to, to his stance on this? It's a difficult one in a sense because when he actually is employed the Welsh Rugby Union, so I guess he's he finds us slightly between mm. a rock and a hard place. You know, it's uh, it's certainly not been all smooth running since Warren returned for a second spell in charge of Wales. You know, we've had two record defeats in his first two Six Nations games, his heaviest ever. You know, home defeat as a Wales coach against Ireland, and then a week you know later, Wales suffered the heaviest ever international defeat against Scotland. So you know he broke a lot of records in, in a good way in his first eleven years. He's had a very rocky start, and then you've got this as well. So it's uh, I don't exactly think it's <laughs> what he would have accepted when he took the job back on. Um, and so he and again, you know, he, he finds himself having to kind of marshal the situation and somehow prepare a, a, a group of players to play England. And it's against the background, you know, where there's been a f- loads of things going on. It's been like 10 stories a day, really. And, you know, we had um, a sponsors event um, last week where the players did attend, but then left early as and we're told as a kind of sign of protest of the situation. Netflix have been um, doing a documentary around the Six Nations. We hear there was a request from the players for Netflix not to, you know, not to have the access they've been expecting. So there's a heck of a lot going on in the background, and there is genuine, you know, and disquiet and unhappiness amongst the players. Um, and, you know, they say Alan Wynne Jones himself said that a strike is the last resort. Nobody wants to have a strike. But at this moment in time, you couldn't rule it out. What I do think, and you know yourself earlier, when you have industrial disputes in any walk of life, be it industry, business, whatever, generally what tends to happen to get a resolution is you end up with some kind of compromise deal in the middle, don't you? But the clock is ticking, and they have to really get that deal in place by kind of Tuesday of next week to, to, to seriously prepare for the game. Otherwise, what are you going to say? The biggest earning day in Welsh rugby in the whole year goes out the window and you lose millions and millions of pounds through with the game being cancelled. These stakes are very high. What does your gut feel um, suggest about oh whether God. we have a game next week? What do you think? Does it, does it go ahead next weekend or is it too early to say? 
it is such a massive financial earner for Welsh rugby. You know, millions and millions of pounds coming in. The biggest payday of the season in terms of ticket revenue and everything else associated with it. Um, so you would imagine that by some means or, or another, they will try and reach the WRU will try and reach a resolution with the players, maybe have some kind of compromise to what's on the table in terms of the new contracts for next season to try and get this game on. But you know they have said that there's the bottom line is there's no more money available, so it's going to take some very sort of delicate negotiations and a lot of quick talking and as I say there's not many days left but the gut feeling is there's just so much to lose with the game not going ahead that the likelihood is it probably will but you never know you never know indeed final question Simon uh, on the rugby field we, we touched on Warren Gatlin's return just before but obviously hasn't been the greatest of starts to, is it we saw Wayne Pivak um, ditched at the end of last year do how far do the I guess the problems run in Welsh rugby at the moment I remember chatting to you when I was over last year about some of the issues mm. there is it just you know right right through the the game at the moment not just that um, shop window of the um, you know the premier men's team it's there's a feeling of a bit of a watershed moment in Welsh rugby, a bit of a change in the guard. Obviously, you know, if you look at the success Warren Gatlin had, it was with a you know a core group of players, the likes of Alan Jones, Dan Bigger, Falato, great servants, Tipperick, great servants, Welsh rugby. There's a feeling that we're getting to a point now where probably the age profile of the team needs to be brought on a little bit. Um, it, you know, it had probably been early 30s average age. What we've seen over the opening two games of Six Nations is a number of younger players come in, and actually they've been the, the successes amid the gloom. The likes of Chunza and David Jenkins, who play at Exeter, Joe Hawkins, Tommy Raffle in the back row. The youngsters have shown up quite well. So I, I think what as Warren Gatlin did in before the 2011 World Cup in New Zealand, if you recall, he brought through a whole raft of young new players there, the likes of Sam Warburton. Jonathan Davis Falatau, and I think he's probably looking to do that now. But that does probably, whenever you bring in a lot of young players, it can mean some short-term pain. But I think he probably realises that he needs to build again as part of another kind of four-year cycle. It usually happens after a World Cup, doesn't it, Elia? But this time it's happening in the year of a World Cup, and he's got a lot of work on his hands to turn turn things around. Not just you know, ahead of the England game if it happens, hopefully, but the World Cup later this year in France. A fascinating time in Welsh rugby and world rugby as well. Simon Thomas, thank you for joining us across New Zealand on News Talk ZB. Appreciate your time. My pleasure. Thank you.